0: This is Thomas DePoen.
1: This is Max.
0: This is Kevin Hamm.
1: Hey, this is Jake
0: Cook. Hi, this is William Roy. You're listening to The Green Box.
2: Okay, so tangent to our previous... Uh, segment on exercise design one way that it may be possible to apply the principles of exercise design from emergency planning law enforcement planning military uh exercises etc is to the concept of a mega game which is a thing that's done in tabletop gaming that's like a combination board game rpg war game etc involving large numbers of people uh over the course of you know a whole day um, there's all kinds of examples out there. The most famous is probably Watch the Skies, which is an XCOM-like, where you all play different countries and have to figure out what to do about the aliens. But uh, in the context of Delta Green, we thought it might be fun to examine the possibilities of, I don't know, multiple tables, having a real player be the case officer and have to call people on phones and manage information and have stuff that happens at different tables, influence other tables, and then some kind of cool conclusion at the end. But I'm going to turn it over to my my yeah. buddies kevin and jake because they seem to be a wealth of information on this type of thing
0: yes i I wanted to apply exercise design realizing that at some point we're probably going to realize that it doesn't it it doesn't make sense but i think a lot of it is going to be almost one-to-one direct and that's helpful because there's a pretty solid like framework um but obviously you know if we're trying to force something we're probably going down the wrong path so roughly speaking in exercise design the first step is to figure out what the like what the concept is, which we've kind of already got, which is this mega game where multiple multiple Delta Green operations interact with each other in some in some manner and interact with a larger plot because that's a really fun exciting thing for people to do, and it'll allow people to play as like case officers more than just agents and stuff. Uh, that so I, so I think that's kind of our basic concept. Is that are we missing anything in that statement? Like this, the broad broad the broad strokes.
1: Got a broad stroke for you
0: right here. Not very mature, is it? Uh, all right. So, and then objectives. So we talked. To a, well, this could air in a in a year and a half. So who knows? We talked at some point about pillars of game design, and I think it was an after show, and we said, you know, what were the pillars? Pillars like the the core concept essentially that makes a thing a thing. And we talked about like we each kind of like made a pillar for like what our what our the green pillars were, so to speak. Um, and it's important to kind of utilize this to kind of build some objectives because we ideally you know we we don't we want this to be a fun memorable i think a fun memorable unique experience for all the players and all the people running things because they don't get a chance to do this very often you know we're not but like as an example like we're not trying to profit off this we're not trying to create a you know a long-term seven-month mega campaign it's a contained contained thing. so we're, we're kind of we're kind of putting it into some boundaries a little
1: bit. You want to like wrap this up within four to six hours when everybody does it all at the same time, right? No more than a day. I, I think, think. Yeah,
2: I think that's, that that is probably going to be more like eight hours once you factor in breaks. And uh, yeah. my guess is that I don't, I don't, I don't know a lot about mega game organizing, but I'm pretty sure they have to have some kind of pause function because otherwise there would be no way for all the, you the judges it. to confer yeah. on things. And i I assume, an exercise design. You have a pause button that you can hit when the control cell needs to exactly. confer with people. You try to avoid that, but it's, I think it's inevitable, exactly. especially if we're doing this. One of the, one of the troubles with, it, with any kind of mega game is playtesting it because pretty much the only time you're going to have the right circumstances with the venue and with the players is when you're doing it live for the first time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and, and you, you know, so we can build in some, um, like I, I, maybe I want to call them like soft pauses. So we can build in some things that don't necessarily stop play but that can kind of be a roadblock. Like, like okay, you know, table, table four is getting, you know, they're, they're, they're burning through all the content. They're getting ahead of themselves. We'll give them a little roadblock that they can work out in, in, the, play, in, the, in the playing, but it will slow them down. So that's like a, like a low-level one. And then there's like, okay, we need to take a 20-minute break and advance the in-game clock to like from 8 a.m. to noon and have a bunch of things change and then get everybody back on board because like state of the game world has has been affected essentially. And we can, you know, probably build those in, but also we'll have the ability to be like, you know, call, a, call an audible um, in the field. Um, so an important concept in exercise design is the idea of, of a trusted agent. And all that means is it's somebody who has knowledge of how the exercise was designed. And they may be, but, you know, so, so picture like you're a, you know, uh, picture like Max Bright's scenario. I help him do some of the writing on it you know he wants some Coast Guard specific stuff. Help him out with that, and then I end up playing in it. I know that as a player, I can't, I could metagame game this, but that's not. I, I have a responsibility not to, because I have that that game knowledge. So obviously, at least my thinking is the players in this game have no knowledge of what's going on. The handlers, the dungeon masters, have to have have to have knowledge of what's going on, to some degree, because they need to be able to understand the concept and what their agents are doing. The case officer, who's a player, most likely a player role. That's what we've thought about. Should have no knowledge, but in theory, could have some, just so they understand that their role is kind of help orchestrate. So that's like kind of an in between, yeah. um, you know, like a partially trusted agent. So like maybe we could, you know, they might have some knowledge. They have some little trustworthiness. The 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 other kind of role we need to. Discuss so in exercises, exercises on they're called controllers um and all a controller does is monitor the, the progress of the exercise monitor the game progress and then make decisions if there's any deviations or changes and coordinate like okay here's some new information that you've just discovered you know the team says they're finished sweeping the building so you say okay you found you know 10 suspects what do you do etc so the handler is not necessarily... but The handler is probably the closest thing to a controller, but is there a need for you another... You have hand,
2: a handler at each table of players, and then you have controllers that are separate from that because the most important role, yeah. I think, of those yeah. type of people is making sure that um, information is going from place to place. Like, because I'm envisioning if we want to make the whole thing interconnected, then you've got to have some kind of very clear flag for when this guy dies, X happens that... Affects the game, the state of the the game board globally, and but I, I yeah. do want to I do want to circle back on something that you said earlier about the whole concept of the trusted agent because it, this does actually tie into the theme we were thinking of for this, because I know Tom I promised that we would do things besides uh, logistics here, and I know that we've got more logistics to go through, but I will do a brief digression into the sort of the theme we were thinking of. We were the 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 idea that I had for this, and that um, I think you guys really picked up and ran with was the you need a defined geographic area that is large enough for the players to have separate areas of play, but small enough that they can move across it to go other places if necessary. You need a series of missions that are interconnected, but not the same. And the first thing I thought of when I heard that is, it's an operation against the fate, and each group is taking on a different like master of the fate, because they have all these different occult criminals with different themes and stuff. But when I think of that now, I'm wondering, you're talking about trusted agents, I think that people the people who are gonna be attracted to a Delta Green mega game, some of them are gonna have red eyes only and they're gonna know about these Fate Lords and all their special powers and so on. So I'm wondering maybe that's an indication that when we do content we need to branch out a little more. Because I know, Tom, you were expressing some dissatisfaction that the books didn't contain a lot of detail about how they actually do supernatural crimes.
3: Yeah, a lot of the book is really focused on just like the weird personalities and psychological quirks. And it almost so, it almost seems like it's an afterthought that these guys are magical super criminals. They have a reputation that's really built up in the original Splat book. And I feel like eyes only doesn't really need good There are suggestions
2: off that. here and there like how a lot of their hustles are apparently geared around getting sacrifices for magic spells because they have this glossary of slang terms that are used that imply various criminal activities like you use a you use a dimensional shambler to assassinate people so there's no evidence you get your underlings to bring you human sacrifices so you can cast wizard spells. But like, you know, where does the money come from? Where does X, Y, Z? And there's, there's there's occasional suggestions of it, like Roger Yule uses his dream powers to give people nightmares. But it really, in a lot of cases, feels like cast magic spell, question mark, question mark, question mark, profit.
3: And some of those are really good. I really like the idea that The Fate's magical super assassins, they don't actually kill anybody themselves. They just summon a dimensional shambler to go drag the guy off into whatever dimension, and then they go back to whatever they were doing. That's really cool. But then I also feel like the Roger Ewell example, you fix big sports matches by just tormenting the dreams of a pro athlete that's pretty cool, but it's not really something I feel like makes for a cool Delta yeah, it's Green it's difficult
2: adventure. to pin down. Kevin, I will ask you this. Um, do you think that players who have metagame knowledge of the Delta Green setting, specifically of the Fade and Club Apocalypse, can be that trusted agent who doesn't fuck up the game? Um, and ba- so, so base yeah, this in of, part on your experience playing with people at conventions, because I know that you don't, you don't have an encyclopedic yeah. knowledge of the lore, but a lot of the people you play with totally do. Like when you were playing um when you were playing Glancy's uh nineteen tens um Marines Japanese game, everyone at that table except you knew it was Katana Thoa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea it was great. It was so much fun. Um so uh, trusted agent is more I uh, sorry theory had yeah, Nat, and I'll, I'll give you an answer, but I'm gonna kinda go around a roundabout way. Trusted Agent would be somebody who has knowledge of like the specifics. Like they'll know that we have a plan for this to end in a big raid. I call it apocalypse, and so they would like cheat, so to speak, by driving it there. If they just know about the fate, then that kind of falls on the handler at the table. Okay,
2: okay. So a, a trusted a trusted agent is not a player with metagame knowledge. A trusted agent is a plant.
0: A plant, or just like somebody who, yeah. So someone who has knowledge of the of the exercise. Um, a great example. So use a real world example. Because if you're doing like an exercise in a town, you might need the police and fire chief to be part of the exercise design because it's it's their neighborhood and you're playing with their resources but in a, in a real disaster they're going to be involved so they have to kind of when they're making decisions in the exercise to like do stuff they can't it doesn't it doesn't benefit them to make the optimal decisions because they know what's coming that's not a true test of the of the of the resources they have to kind of like firewall that information off so like the the handler at each table will have knowledge at uh, is going to have to have some knowledge of how we set everything in, in motion. So uh, like a, a bad trusted agent or somebody who doesn't take this uh, to heart is someone who would like want their team to win and would help drive them towards like getting the best intel and the, the best guns for the raid. You know, they know that Aussies can be killed with a with a thermobaric grenade. So oh, look, you guys found thermobaric grenades. Keep a hold of them, wink, wink. Like that would be somebody abusing the trusted agent knowledge. I don't think you know we saying? really
2: have to worry about that because I assume that I mean, honestly, I assume that if we ever actually did this, it would probably have to be us doing it because we'd be the ones who wrote the damn thing.
0: So, yeah. I, so I think there's probably enough roles that all of us would be busy fa- like facilitating and doing the bigger stuff. So we would need we would need to fi- find Identify Handlers. Yeah. My feeling is this, this can only happen at Gen Con because where, where else can we do this? And and there's other people we know at Gen Con. We have folks like... Um, like, who we just have played with over the years at Gen Con. I've been in Badalians games a couple times. You know, there's a few people we could, like, pull from and say, Do you want to be part of this? Who aren't going yeah, you know, to, like, other Max. go crazy. Yeah, the other Max, um, you know, yeah. Loshar, et cetera. So we just need to keep that in mind, like, that there's, we need to kind of, we may need to firewall off some of the knowledge. Um, so normally, this, what's interesting here is that. The idea you had about having the case officer be a player, so somebody who doesn't necessarily have any, or at least doesn't have much knowledge of the overall metagame, they I mean, they're they going to have to have some, because they're going to be working with uh, the, us as facilitators to kind of move the game world around, but they're at heart, they're really at heart a player, not a, like not one of us, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, well so the thing our is thought. you almost
2: need a handler specifically for the case officer because the case officer is going to say like I spend some of the operational budget to do this thing to help this group of people and I need to yes, mitigate yep. this consequence of their actions so I'm going to make this bureaucracy roll stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we need we need someone someone to be over, like overwatching on that for sure. So in a in an exercise that case officer because you know players there's, there's less of a distinction there. What, what the case officer would be is what we, what we call, a, call it a sim cell, a simulation cell. Uh, and again, to use a real world example, if you're trying to, to war game out a national pandemic, you really can't get every single person that's actually involved in a national pandemic into a room to do ex- exercises. Some of the phone calls that have to get made are going to just go to, like, uh, a, to a simulated num- number, essentially. You're going to call a guy or a group of people at the sim cell and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I'm in this exercise, I'm making it my you know, in accordance with my, my role, I'm making a report to CDC, You know, I'm making this request, that request gets logged, et cetera, because you can't necessarily have that CDC person they would call in the exercise. So the case office is almost the same way, because I was thinking, obviously if the agents in the field want to call their case officer, uh, they can. But what if they want to call, what if their FBI agents... Or their NYPD cops as, as agents, and they want to try to get something done, and they want to talk to their boss or one of their bonds to get something. That same sim cell or case officer essentially could role-play that out. So they would call and say, "Hey, this is you know Agent Smith. I'm looking at you know I'm, my I'm making a request of the case officer. Or I'm making a request of you know my bond for this reason, and play it out that way." Which might give the case officer. I don't know. More to do I think
2: that that is certainly a way to make that role come alive but I also am concerned that you're in that case essentially transforming someone who's supposed to be in character talking on the phone as a player into yet another handler
0: so is, is it worth having a is it worth separating I, I, into I, having think, a case I think officer? That,
2: that once you start talking about making phone calls to imaginary NPCs in real life in character then you have um, I don't know I'm, I'm that the I guess I guess maybe maybe I'm too attached to this vision of like every table has one person with a burner phone and there's one burner phone at the case officer's table that that connects to that and you're right in the sense that the case officer is going to need stuff to do and i think the idea is one, maybe one of our design pillars is make make sure there's always enough stuff happening that people actually have a reason to take an interest in this person or the case officer has a reason to call people at the tables
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely fill the case officer with with enough stuff. So that also got me thinking along, along the lines of, I know, Tom, you had a, we had a great conversation some time ago about how like Delta Green mission should come from analysts and researchers, not case officers. So crazy idea. What if the case officer's table with those burner phones was the case officer and then a couple other players who were in this analyst role, researcher role. So if somebody needed something researched or done in the field, it would go to them. And then they're the ones who were sorting through this massive stack of, you know, old reports or interesting, you know, handouts that we've created or whatever, and getting that information back through the case officer down to the players. Is that fun and interesting and neat, or is it an extra level of contrivance we don't need? Or it's somewhere of, in the middle? It's
3: kind of interesting, but I just think that in the case of a game like this, that's going to be a bunch of handouts we need to actually create that's the
0: that's the thing that's true that's true and we we can all and i guess if we because again this can't happen until gen con 2021 so i mean you have the time so i guess if we end up realizing that we we have time and the energy to create a thousand handouts because we'd go crazy we could always add that body but maybe keeping them as a singular case officer keeping it simple for now is probably the, the ideal but I'm seeing the real nightmare is actually going to be pregens. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: Here's, the, here's the thing.
2: Pre-gens were bullshit last time because we did... I think for this, you would not crowdsource your pre-gens. For this, you would be very targeted about the characters that you gave out. Uh, you would yep. not... So, so for for, for context, uh, we may not have mentioned this on the show yet. The last time we did Gen Con, we did pre that were crowdsourced from out at the Opera, and there were two issues, first of all... Um, we thought they were finished until pretty much the last second and then we realized that every person who had submitted theirs had a very different definition of finished but more to the point you had cases where characters had stuff on their sheet that implied things that just straight up were not true or relevant to the scenario they were playing in and i think it was a little frustrating for the, for some of the players because they had shit on their sheet that they thought was going to yeah. be relevant that just wasn't so in this case you would make sure that if stuff was on there it had a reason
0: And keeping in line with keeping the chaos officer busy, I like the idea of, say we have a pool of 20 players and there's five teams of four, right? It's just for funsies. And only two people, two agents have biology, or experts on biology. And the chaos officer realizes that they're needed in three places. Or they're needed in two places, but neither agent is there right now. So the chaos officer has a fun, interesting job of trying to say, you know, can this guy get peeled off from what he's doing now to help a team that needs him? And if so, can they spare somebody? That is yeah. a great way to keep the case. That's what I meant by juggling.
2: when you haven't. You have it. You have a play yeah. area that's small enough that the characters can move across it in a reasonable amount of time, even if it's still pretty large or pretty um, rich in terms yeah. of stuff to do. Uh, I want to. I want to talk to Jake about his experiences with scenario design, and then we can go into um, the actual scenario itself. Because Jake, I know that you also have experience with exercises, though not necessarily the same kind that Kevin does.
1: Um, I wouldn't call it experience. I've never really been on the other side of the table. I've just been the, you know, the dumb, dumb at the other end doing the thing that like feeling, feeling, playing a role and then going through it, you know? Like we did one, it was like, what if an earthquake happened at our football stadium during a game and I got to play that? And, you know, it wasn't really much to do because it wasn't like a police thing so much as it was like a fire rescue thing. Like I said, my role was pretty clearly defined. I knew what I was supposed to be doing and I was able to do it. And that is a sign that whatever plan you're trying to follow through is good. And I'm not necessarily sure that there is like a pretty fine plan if we're going to be doing it like through a role playing game
0: here. Yeah, I mean that's going to come down to I think, mainly like, having good logistics. We'll know who's registered for the mega game ahead of time, so we can we can send out some messaging. We will so we'll have essentially a briefing when everyone gets it to explain what's going on before everybody gets started. So that's we'll have to do a good job with all of that logistically, just to make sure everybody you know knows what's up. Uh, and you know we'll have to have enough bodies around to deal with any contingencies and kind of have game some of those out. Um, Max, you said. So I mean, I, so I like the idea of the burner phones. I just know that Gen Con phones are very, very difficult. We should assume that no one's phones are going to work reliably. So, is there another way we can do that that doesn't involve actually getting like landline phones and setting up a phone network, I which is not going to happen?
1: Walkie-talkies. I have a couple of like spare walkie-talkies,
0: which isn't quite the same, but you know. I and I don't, I don't know how that would work maybe. at Gen Con either. Yeah, I mean, it may have to be just, just. You may have to just walk over and talk to somebody. Messengers
1: or runners or whatever.
0: But calling them is such a visceral feeling. I just don't know if we could do it unless we did it not unless we held it somewhere that wasn't like where all the all the de- all the games are oh, There's, were being there's held. no way no that you're else. holding
2: this at like the main building because you're going to need multiple rooms for it. So this would probably be one that this would probably one that yeah. was booked at one of those hotels around. In which case, I would count maybe not count on, but I would expect that communications would be better. Because you know how a lot, you know how we like we didn't go to a lot of games last year because they were all at the hotel at the opposite end of the playing field. That's yeah, where we would do yeah. this, I assume.
0: That makes sense, and you and you know we just our fallback is always well the case officer is across the hall. If you need to call the case officer, walk your ass yeah. over there and talk to him. That's the that's the fallback if um, comms don't work. Um, okay,
2: I got yeah. I got one though. So let's assume that we do find some way to make that communication happen. What are one of the one of the design pillars I have is. Uh, and th- this this is more on the on the scenario design side. This is more on the content side. Uh, if you've got the case officer in as a player, the question is always with Delta Green: if Delta Green knows this stuff, why doesn't it tell the players? And that's especially important to, important question to answer if the the case officer is a Ooh, player. Got so, what are ways we can make information control important and interesting to make it an actual decision and okay, not just a pain in so, the ass?
1: Um... I wrote Black Winter and I've read it uh, like a couple of times uh, since then. And like one of the things that people had a good time with was the sign and countersign, like trying to make contact with a friendly. And all that is set up because the communications is compromised. So you have to, um, you know, if, if you assume that your communications prior to like what you have set up now, everything that happened before was compromised and we couldn't trust the information to get out before this. So you have to. I like the idea that that that
2: anything you say over the phone can be monitored, but the only way to actually make that work is to set up IRL MZ catchers on all the cell phones, which I don't know that we have the (laughs) logistical capacity for.
0: And then the players won't. And then players won't talk. They won't. We want them to exchange information, player and case officer. We don't want to. We don't want to hinder that. So uh, I'm, let me make sure I understand your question. You're asking why, if if the case officer is working for Delta Green, why doesn't he have more knowledge about what's going on? Well, essentially, right essentially, now?
2: there is no point in having a player as a case officer if they can't just give all the information to the players at the start. So there has to be some reason not to share everything.
0: They may not know everything. You know, what I mean, I mean, so so the the easy the easy scenario, the the simple scenario we have is uh, defeat the fate. So first, you roll up the. Of course, you find and defeat the lieutenants, and then you raid Club Apocalypse. That's what the super broad strokes, right? So the case officer may know that that's the plan is to defeat the fate, but they may not know where any of the lieutenants are because the players have to go find them and where, you know, what the. Magic unlocking spells or you know, whatever. Like so the, the KSR just doesn't know everything yet. And when he knows things, then definitely he would try to communicate it. So maybe it doesn't I mean is it uh, is it still I, a problem? I think
2: that 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 I think yeah, you, you, you may be right that that just, just collating all the information given by the players will be more than enough to tax their abilities. I do wonder though if there's if there's anything else we can do to make information security interesting like if there's some stuff that you genuinely don't want to share with some people
0: yeah so we can always so i think focus wise we should focus on we should get the logistics nailed down and we should get the generally nailed down and we should get the the outline of the scenario kind of and scenarios figured out we can always make it more complex but if we start complex it might be it might be painful to realize we have to ratchet it back you know what i'm saying so we can always add information issues. Like we could add an element of maybe one group is compromised or somebody gets you know becomes un you know unreliable or whatever. That's fun, but if we don't, if we're having if it's everything's working great, we don't need to use that or need to plan for that. So we have a thousand other things going. Maybe we don't need it. We also at some point when we get this like pretty pretty early on, we should have a conversation with with Shane Ivy and say this is what we're thinking. Is this something you can help us with like support wise? Uh, because they you know all the Delta green games run through them anyway and they may know that like renting three rooms in a hotel costs a quadrillion dollars and is you know never gonna work i'd like to know that early rather than after we've done a lot of planning i have a feeling that they'll be like this is awesome we'll do whatever we can because it's a good, cool idea and we're gonna you know delta green people for we a whole day ask but i want the designer
2: of the LARP, how he did it, because he got he was able to like rent space and stuff. That would, yep, that would definitely.
1: Be, it's uh, friend of the show, so, Aaron Benick, the guy so who. So I, I can
0: talk to. I can talk to Aaron and Jane just see what they're just make sure. I, I don't want to run into some ridiculous roadblock like halfway through planning something which I'm really excited about. You know, um, so something. So we, I think we've all played or we've all seen um, XCOM Chimera Squad, correct?
1: I have no knowledge of it. I am aware of it, but <laughs> I haven't played it. Sorry.
0: So I mean, we all, so I'm, I'm aware. One of the core concepts, which I think is really cool, and I think we might have an opportunity to kind of ape here, is you have this big map of the city where things are happening. Uh, and in, in XCOM, it's like, you know, different areas are getting hotter and different missions to do. But having something like that available, like almost like projecting it on the back wall during the game, that shows that the state of the game world with interesting things that, you know, interesting information and, and other like, you need, need things. I think it would be a really cool experience. And I wouldn't want to have that only be visible to the case officer. So it's got to be... And that's also a good way for us to keep, like, an in-game clock. Because if we... I'm just kind of a bit here, so forgive me. Like, if if we keep an in-game clock that goes up, say, every every hour they spend in the real world, is like, half an hour in-game or whatever it is to figure something out, then that kind of keeps things going at, at a pace and everyone's on the same page. That helps us keep things from... Oh no, but I would do that half an hour ago, but we're an hour in the future and we can send back a guy to help you. Like, so that, the get thing crazy? that you
2: said there that I like is that maybe rather than having each table be a different mission, you have a a, a whole city of stuff happening and it's up to the case officer to choose who to send to what area. And we'll in, we include in, the, mm-hmm. in the, the, the plans that the amount of stuff happening is always like you taking you know, up yeah, take yeah, take N the number of, of players that you have and the number of like groups that you can that you can support and have like one or two more things than that. That way, it's it's scaled because you never know how many people are going to show up.
0: Mm-hmm. And it also means that the, the 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 agents have or the case officer has to make hard decisions. Okay, I only have four teams. I can do this, and there's five things to have to get done. What what can I afford not to? Or do you, right can now? Send, you can send you or maybe or yeah, what can, can, can I like send mundane law enforcement you can send, on? Get well, the thing help? is
2: is that. Um, this this now is getting in back into the logistics side though because the question is then okay if, if if you've got a pool of characters and X things that you want them to do you need you basically need need a handler to go with each group of players so you know why can't I divide my forces and have you know three people do stuff instead of having teams of four so that we can do everything so that's that's
0: yeah. it. so, so- uh, so, so, there there are some so in says design we would call them artificialities, and we may at some point just tell people, uh, look, you or you all realize this is this is a, this is a fun game. We don't have an, we we can't have twenty handles twenty players. So teams have to be a minimum of three or whatever. And, you know, we can come up with an in game in game reason for that, or we can just say this is how it works. You know, what I mean, and the people I think everyone who's enjoying enjoying the game will will do it. The only thing that worries me or not worries me, but concern is that. In reality, you'd probably be the case officer doing those missions out, so, so he gets to have this cool like map like commander mode in a video game. None of, the, none of the other players get to experience that, so is there some way that they can be involved without going too far the other direction and then having the case officer be meaningless? So how do we make it fun for well, everybody? The
2: players get to play the game. That's what's supposed to be fun for them, and the case officer gets to stare at the map, and sure. that's what's supposed to be fun for the case officer. And if and the more detail you detailed you make the map game, the more justification you have for including more players on the case officers team, like having analysts with them or per.
0: Yeah, that, but that, that I like, again, yeah. like
2: we said earlier, you the thing the main thing there is you need a lot of handouts and other stuff for them to actually do because the only reason to have analysts is if there's shit to analyze, and if it's just an occasional phone call, then you don't got nothing. But if you actually get to look at documents that have information in them, then you're in business.
0: Yeah. So this, yeah. Exactly. I just I, I like the idea of like the map being something that's accessible to players, maybe not necessarily that they get like a vote on or anything, but it's, if they see what's happening, I think it'll, it'll feel, it'll, it'll feel like they're engaged in more than just a Delta green game. They're engaged in this larger thing. Like, Oh shit. You know, I see all five teams are deployed and you know, things are heating up. We got to get this done. We got to finish, you know, maybe that's all too meta, but maybe it also just keeps the, uh, keeps everybody kind of on the same page. And having so fun. we've got I'm the,
2: sure. we've, you know, we've, we've, we've beat the framework, uh, not to death, but it's it's looking better now. Uh, with regard to the scenario itself, I have been pushing hard to you know take down the fate by rolling up the different magical lords and culminating on an assault on the 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 apocalypse that you can maybe make more interesting by you know one player go one group goes in through the sewer sort the, the the underground entrance one group goes in at street level and one attacks the paper the tissue paper company above uh, all that stuff fine but. Uh, what do you guys think about the content side?
3: The fate fits the parameters of what we're looking for best, without coming up with something completely new. So it allows us to conserve. It allows us to conserve effort for some aspects of what we weren't trying to do, and focus on the more untested parts of this kind of game.
0: Yeah, agree. We can lean a lot on on some of the existing stuff for the fate, rather than coming up all of our own ro- robot masters and stuff. I do like that. The only other
1: thing I would suggest is like the the Katrina uh operation. I think is Redbone, the one where they take out the DeMonte cool clan. But there's more material to draw from
0: for the fate thing. We do have the time to create something from Whole Cloth, but if we can use something that exists and beg you know, beg bar with the existing stuff, that makes it like that makes it easier for us.
2: Jake, your your idea is go to Nolans during Katrina and have it be Dead Alta Green Um, kill teams operating in the streets to dismantle
0: the ghouls yeah that
1: also kind of fits in with like a time the time frame crunch because like we know irl how long the events of katrina lasted what were some major events that happened like outside of it uh when that you know but it it seems like the fate is something you guys are more interested in so maybe maybe that one first and then you know hey if it works out pretty well maybe maybe demonte's later
0: so one the, the one thing you've hit on which makes it interesting is that we have a ton of real-world material to draw on for Katrina. So we can have, you know, if if we don't have a, the map game going in the background, we have, you know, it's wicked easy to put together, the news clips of Katrina, a real-life, you know, the weather timeline, what's going on. That really would build, that would, like, really set players there. And that's all basically, that all exists. It's very easy to do. Um, that is nice. Whereas with like New York, where we have maps and stuff, we won't have any like cool multimedia um, uh, set dressing. The other only, other only other thing that kind of struck me as potentially gameable, but it might just be too much of a of a bug hunt, is the raid on Lost Lostancia. That was um, yeah, that was that, that one is fun. another
2: one that that. But the thing about that one though is that that's almost more of a war game because it's about a large number of units assaulting yeah. a fortified position. That's one that you'd almost want to play with miniatures in a big table, which would be super awesome. But is not necessarily what we're going into right now.
1: Be the same for yeah. um Black Cod Island, the deep That's one colony in Alaska. You could-
0: so what's nice is if, if if we pull this off once, we can if, if the next year if we want to do a big ass war game, we could. That would be real that would be really fun to do.
2: The thing about a war a war game is though that then it becomes like, all right, do we have all this really elaborate model terrain built? Do we have all of these miniatures painted? Do we have uh like us do we have a really yeah, slick true. version of the Delta Green rules that you can use for commanding large numbers which we do because I wrote it like two years ago and we never used it. I
1: do have those black Sun minis that I ordered from the second time around on that Kickstarter?
2: Yeah, I got the like two or three that we uh, were graciously gifted by the developer of the Kickstarter the first time.
1: Well, uh, they made it this second go around. Nice. And now, you can, now you can just buy their stuff. What about the game? Is it any good? Um, I actually haven't gotten my copy of the book in the mail, just the figurines. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they gave me the figurines before I got the book. Another cool idea I haven't explored, um, beyond just like a basic sketch of a, a rough draft was the, uh, Kowloon Vault City. Because it could be a Pisces thing mixed with Americans and, you know, all of Delta Green era. Um, not sure what's there, but... Just something I'd kick around. It seems like you could do like a big raid on that as well. I know somebody who you should work with on that. Is it Obtuse? Uh, no.
2: He's no. the one who wrote a scenario about Hong Kong during the handover.
1: Ross has said a couple of times that he, he is working or he wants to work on a, a Delta Green scenario in, in Walt City. Ross Payton. I,
2: I think that that one, if we did that, would be the absolute most difficult because there's no content written already about it.
0: Yeah, it's all created from scratch. Yeah. So what I like about what I like about the Fate over the Ghouls is that it feels like with the Fate, you start off with some light investigations to roll up the lieutenants, and then you end in a big fight. And, you know, a big fight is a big fight for the end of the thing is fun, whereas the Ghouls feels like more of a bug hunt where there isn't as much investigation. Could be wrong, but it feels like that might just be a lot more firearms and less interesting things. So we spent more than two minutes on it, but I don't think we have a compelling reason to toss the Fate idea out the window. So we should we should keep operating under that assumption unless things change. Does that seem fair?
1: Yeah, it seems like the one that has the most traction.
0: Do we think we're going to run afoul of somebody who's like, well, actually, the the Stephen Alonso wears black shoes, and you said he has white shoes on. Do we, do we that concern? That there's too much there's too much written content about this so we can't. It's technically do it? it's
2: technically always a concern with any Delta Green scenario.
0: There are several people in this this chat right now who have never cared
1: about what's already written about Delta Green. I don't know why we'd start now.
2: I think I think we are the most likely to do it if we were the players but i've never had a player do it at um either either running the game on the internet or running it at um night at the opera i just started running at gen con
3: i'm gonna go ahead and say that for me personally that would be part of the fun of a fate campaign like i mentioned before i'm not really thrilled with some of the lords of the fate as presented in eyes only and my plans for a fake campaign usually involve i'm going to come up with two or three of my own Lords of the Fate yeah. who are doing cool super yeah. crimes okay. and just replace, slot them in where the book has these other yeah. guys meme Lords mm-hmm.
0: of the Fate. And again, we're going to have essentially logistics, We're going to have a briefing in the beginning. We can say this is, you know, this, you, you may run across something where you think you have a different understanding of it, but your handler you know, has the final say and roll with it. You can kind of cut that off of the path, So I'm not too worried about it. Um, we, I know, I, know we, I know we thought briefly about is it worth having like a, a bad guy case officer player? Yeah. Is so that
2: basically, what tonight? I what I envisioned when I came up with this idea, just putting it on the sheet, was that there would be a person who controlled the fate and had a list of different resources that they could commit, but their only knowledge about what was happening was coming in through phone calls and text messages and emails. And I thought that thematically, the best person for that is Belial, because he is a zombie that cannot leave the building during the daytime because he will melt. With that in mind, it is an additional. There's a lot of additional logistics for what's essentially a resource allocation minigame, because now you have to have the people at the tables drafting messages to send to this person from the NPC underlings to give them the information they need.
0: Yeah, and so we were. We the group the group of us are going to be essentially doing that anyway, in not necessarily within the rules of a mini game, but we're gonna when we create the all the different things that can happen in the scenario, have some contingencies and have things like if, if you know if these guys get raided, and it's a really you know really noisy operation, then the fate responds with this or this or this. And so if we do it, we can tweak things there. If Things are going in one direction or the other. We need to make adjustments or you know less less here more here whatever it's easy for us as facilitators to do that it's hard if it's a player controlling it so my feeling is we probably shouldn't have a player in charge of that so what's the next step all right so well, the one, one so the good news is we have a lot of time to plan this the bad news is we have a lot of time to plan this so we could just oh, yeah. so we could just fuck off for six months but we probably shouldn't um i will talk to i'll talk to the, to aaron vanik and i'll talk to shane Ivy. Just to make sure we're not gonna run a file of anything crazy that we need to know about before we start caring about it. Um, I probably I'm probably the most willing to work on all the logistical side of things, which is cool. I enjoy it. And you and at least Tom and Max are probably more likely to get into the scenario side of things. And then once we get we probably will we'll need to make the scenarios digestible for the handlers, but we'll also need to have enough little like things that can get injected, injected into the scenarios and contingencies. So that'll end up being a big Excel sheet, but for the, for the broad strokes and like the generic general idea of what's happening, that needs to get kind of sketched out and written at least in an outline form and probably to include like what the ideal, like what's the ideal run, you know, this, this type of, you know, these, these guys get rolled up, and then this happens up during the raid, and then everybody wins. Like, What's the ideal arc look like? It's probably worth figuring out, at least in a paragraph, just so we have an idea of what we're to slot everything else into. Uh, so, one of the pillars I wanted to. So, like, I think th- uh, an overall goal needs to be, or at least from, from my side, needs to be whether they defeat the fate or all get gunned down in a, in a massive explosion at Call of Apocalypse. I want players to leave having had a really fun time because it's something cool and different and neat. I don't want players to leave being like feeling like they got screwed by some like game mechanic that we created or getting or they didn't get a fair shake or they were too confused. I want to avoid all that. I want players to have a good time. <laughs> Hopefully everyone's in agreement. <laughs> so we should just keep that in mind as we uh, move forward to write things that, you know, having a good time is kind of the end result. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with it. Um one thing I thought about is we might if 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 this gets some support, do we? Is there any value to having like? um, um, I mean, I want to say like celebrity NPCs, but you know, we have we have at GenCon, we have access to a bunch of people from the industry. You know, Detwiler, Ivy Glancy, and Glancy loves playing an NPC.
1: Oh man, is there any
0: fucking cool? Is there any value or anything we can do that might be kind of neat to have them come in as like, you know, like maybe briefings of the intermissions or. Maybe if somebody captures one of the Fate Lords, they get to play as them. You know, do a quick little back and forth. Is that that's cool?
1: Like you're interrogating one of the Fate Lords, and you got chain ivy tied down to the chair, <laughs> his hands bound. I
2: did. <laughs> at I, least did like, I, I did write the... a suggestion that at the end of the game, uh, you walk into the room where Stephen Alzus is in real life and shoot him in the head, or Belial or whoever it is. <laughs>
0: And it's actually Dennis that will maybe.
2: Like, I don't know. I think that um I think it would be fun to do like you know, you 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 can theory craft forever about this, like like, oh there, you know, there's five Delta Green developers. So, you know, I you have each one of them be the be the villain of the of each different sub thing, but like it's probably gonna have to be a little more contained than that because they have even crazier Gen Con schedules than we do. Yeah. So it'd be one it would be one person who probably probably couldn't like be on tap for the whole time, but would have to be like a cameo.
0: Yeah, like, they would show up and be like, what can I do? Okay, here's the deal. Give, give this team these three clues, you know, and here's your here's your motivation. Here's, like, a quick bullet sketch of who you are. Go. Um, the other thing that's neat, again, I just I realized they're having something as, like, a big background. We could probably get them to pre. We have enough time. We could probably get some pre-recorded stuff. So, it could be, like, you know, if, if we know there's going to be, you know, uh, a, a message from someone, we can have, you know, Glancy... For the message, you know, like stuff like that—not live, but pre-recorded. I and can do that no problem. Character. I That's could even easy. add some effects, and, and we could do a bunch of that stuff if we wanted. If we knew we wanted a bunch of like missives to come down, or you know, whatever clues, whatever. All right, so, any only mm-hmm. concern there would be listening to them at the table. Well, it, so we would be. It, my 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 hope is that we have like a XCOM style map of the city up on like the a projector on like one wall of the event and that helps keep track of, one, it gives players kind of idea what's going on, so they feel engaged. It has, like, an in-game timer, and that's where stuff, like, um, if we were doing the, the Katrina, or, so, you know, if we had, like, a new a new fake news clip of, hey, that'd be kind of fun, have one of them read, like, just like, like a newscast and do a fake news clip. You know, massive explosions, rock, you know, Battery Park, this, you know, this, in the last hour, you know, police have cordoned off the area, stuff like that. It just helps, like, set the tone and, like, keep things going. Um, and you just, you just do them and you subtitle them. And, you know, audio is what it is. I mean, that's like, I, I fall put all that under like set dressing. Like what's cool about this or like, like what's cool about this is if, if we get the scenario, if we get the basics kind of done or written or figured out, we can leave ourselves a bunch of time to like pimp it out, you know, make cool handouts, you know, get some fake news things put together, you know, do all that kind of stuff to make it really pop. And if we don't do it, none of the, you know, we're not relying on the fake news broadcast to carry this event. You know, forward. We just, if we have it, we do. If we don't, we don't. No one will ever know what we didn't put into this. So, at least until they listen to this recording.